In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. I did not meet many Orthodox in Joplin, but I did meet one who wishes, uh, wished me to convey his greetings and to give glory to God in this place. Uh, young George um, owned the finest Greek restaurant I have ever been in in my life, which was right on the border of the path of destruction. And it was somehow miraculously preserved. Uh, he claimed it was because of the icons that he had put in the wall when he had the place built. But he himself had been miraculously preserved. Uh, he was in the Home Depot that moment when it hit, and many around him did not make it. But um, though he was buried and had to be rescued, uh, he did survive. And he wished me, when I came back today, to give glory to God in this place and to greet you all. And um, it is fitting on such a day. For today, a wind from heaven, the very breath of God, blows upon us. And though he be more powerful than all the storms of this earth combined, Though this wind be beyond all men's categories of measuring, he does not come to bring us fear nor catastrophic destruction. Rather, he comes to bring us comfort. And whether you are a newborn or an ancient here this morning, the Lord has a sweet comfort for each one of you. It is the sweet abiding comfort that proves that whenever you pray, Lord, have mercy, he really does hear you. The Lord hears each of you when you ask for mercy. In old times, the Lord heard Israel in the wilderness when they cried for the mercy of water. He commanded Moses to strike a rock and all the children of Israel held their breath and waited to see what the Lord would do. The rock split with a crack like thunder, and it gushed forth with enough water to quench an entire nation. And all the people cried out, Hallelujah, as we have cried out, Hallelujah, today. And everyone there knew that it was about more than a cup of cold water for thirsty flesh. And so, years later, the prophet Isaiah interpreted this event and he prophesied the coming of Messiah and the conversion of us Gentiles. He said, Therefore, you shall joyously draw water from the springs of salvation. Great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. And some eight centuries after the prophecy of Isaiah, on the eighth day of the Feast of Tabernacles, all the people of Israel were gathered in the temple in Jerusalem to recall and enter in spirit into the moment of that event. They were called and they understood 
every one of them, that this remembrance, like our remembrance today of so many things, this remembrance was more than just the mere recollection of an historic event. It was what both Jewish and Christian theologians call anamnesis. Remembrance in the sense of entering in. As it were, entering in to the very moment in eternity in the kingdom of God, rather like stepping in through the wardrobe into Narnia and meeting Aslan himself, really. Not just thinking about it, but really meeting the lion himself. That's what our remembrance is like. It is really stepping through the wardrobe and into the place. The tradition of the Jewish celebration was that the priest would process with a golden jar of water that had been drawn from the pool of Siloam, and the water was carried to the foot of the altar in the temple, and all the people held their breath and watched in silence as the high priest, like Moses before him, struck the vessel, and with a crack of thunder the water poured forth as an offering from on high, poured forth upon the ground, upon all the people, upon all the nation. And in this silence, the silence when the water dripped down, that was all you could hear was the dripping down of the water. But this day, this day, today, before the people of Israel had a chance to sing out hallelujah, one from among them rose up, and with a voice that rolled like the crack of thunder, like the crack of Moses' staff upon the rock, this man was the rock himself. This man was Jesus. And Jesus said, If anyone thirsts, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. Many heard him that day and believed. And the Jewish Talmud had taught them that the, in the drawing of water there is the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that further, the Holy Spirit dwells in men's heart in joy, not in fear, not in misunderstanding, but in joy. And the Jews' feast that day was a foretaste of things to come. The Jews' feast was a foretaste of this day that you are entering into right now. And later that evening, in the courts surrounding the temple, they were lit up as if it were day, by thousands of oil lamps. And in those oil lamps, this is an interesting little bit of aside, the wicks in those oil lamps were spun from the vestments of priests who had passed away. When the priest had given his life in service, his old vestments were taken and the wicks were twisted from those vestments, from the fabric of it. The whole courtyard was lit up and the people chanted and they accompanied the chanting, at least they did, 
on stringed instruments, flutes, and with cymbals. For this train is bound for glory. <laughs> so they got to have accompaniment with their chanting. And as the Levites chanted the 15 songs of the Psalms of the Degrees, that is Psalm uh, 120 through 134, the very last word rings out, The Lord who made heaven and earth bless you from Zion. And once again there was a silence in the courtyard of the temple. There was a silence in that moment. And in the silence of that moment, Jesus stood up in the light of the priestly lamps and he declared what we heard in the gospel, I am the light of the world. In the light of the lamps, the light declared, I am the light of the world. The light was standing with his people. And he brought with them the promise of illumination, of a new heart, a new heart that could understand everything, and a new spirit that the prophet Ezekiel had foretold to deliver this promise, to make it happen. He asked the Father to send the Spirit upon the people. That Spirit has come today. The Holy Spirit, He who came to Israel by foretaste, comes rushing at the church on the day of Pentecost with the sound of a mighty wind and fearful tongues of fire that do not bring destruction, but bring joy, that bring peace, that bring comfort, that bring illumination. This wind bears truth. This fire convicts us of our sin. He is not sent to bring fear, but to bring comfort. The Holy Spirit fills you with his joy. He fills you if you will but ask, O Heavenly King, O Comforter, Lord, have mercy. Only ask and he will come. He will burn away our sin. And though he comes to us from the outside by baptism, by the oil of chrismation, once he is in us, he abides in us. He works unceasingly within us. He works unceasingly even without our knowing about it, if we will but ask him. His voice will whisper to you and beg you to repent of your sins. His breath animates us to live this Christian life. And without it, without animation, you don't move. We need that animation from the Holy Spirit. He gives us a voice and the words to speak the things of the heart. How difficult a time do we have speaking the words that are truly in our heart? To get in touch with it. It is the Holy Spirit that helps you to do that. He is the treasury of all the good things that we need. But, and there is a but here. If we want to hear his voice, we must first pray to quiet our own voice which is so noisy sometimes. We must pray to quiet the voice of the world which dins in at us with all its noise. For he speaks to us in a still small voice in the quiet of our hearts. 
not in all our, as Father Thomas Hopko would say, all of our blah, 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 blah. All of our talking about him, he speaks to us in the stillness. He speaks to us in silence. Begin your prayers in silence. St. Seraphim of Sarov said that if we would acquire the spirit of peace, a thousand around us would be saved. Do you want things around you to change? Or are you just happy with the world around you? Do you want it to change? Well, then acquire the spirit of peace and live there. It was prophesied that when this spirit is poured out, we old men among us would see visions and you young men would dream dreams. It is promised also that the hearts of fathers would be turned toward their children and the hearts of children turned toward their fathers. We who are fathers and we who are children must ever seek the fullness of the Holy Spirit. If we are to have that gift of tongues that makes us able to communicate with one another in love. Do you want better communication in your family? I do. Then we must acquire the Holy Spirit and He will teach us the language, a language that we don't know very well yet. Because we need His presence in our life, that is why we pray now that which we have not prayed for some days here. We pray morning and evening and at all times, O Heavenly King, O Comforter, the Spirit of Truth, who art in all places and fill all things, treasury of good things and giver of life, come and dwell in us, cleanse us from every stain, and save our souls, O gracious Lord. And so, each and every one of you, greet him today in his fullness. Greet him today, for he is present. May his work in us bring us great joy, for that is what he has come to bring. He has not come to bring fear. He has come to bring comfort. He has come to bring joy. May we find that. Call upon him, for he does hear you, and he hears you to the glory of God. Amen.